this is a good day to be in God's house. I'd rather be here than anywhere else in the world. Amen. Uh, I'd still rather be right here today worshiping God. There's no, nothing the world has to offer better than being able to worship with God's people, enter into his presence today. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to ask Brother Taylor to, to lead us to the Lord in prayer. And if you want to, anyway, hopefully this will pick you up today. God Amen. is good, isn't it? All the time. Let's give the Lord a good hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. This is the day that you have made, Lord. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord. We came this morning to worship thee in spirit yes, and in truth. Did. Lord, let the divine will be done in us. Stir our hearts and our minds to seek your faith diligently out of a pure heart. Move for the hunger and thirsty, Lord God. Yes. Help us to be obedient to your voice, yes, Lord God. Father. Bless your people. Strengthen your people. Keep your people, Lord God. Oh, God, you got to keep safe souls, Lord God. God, help us to do your will, Lord. Thank you for victory, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for this day, Lord God. We will worship thee in spirit and in truth, for you seek us to worship you. Feed your lamb, feed your sheep this morning, Lord God. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church, hearts to receive and to contain and to obey. Thank you for victory, Father. In Jesus' name, for the glory of God, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, uh, you're going to hear a lot about faith. There's a lot of messages on faith. To me, the, you can't understand faith properly unless you get in the Old Testament first and understand trust. Because if you say faith is a, some kind of force that just appears, it's almost like a mystical Eastern religion type of perspective on faith. And we want to stay as far from that as we can. It's not about a force within you. It's about a father that is within you. Jesus kept pointing to the father, always pointing to the father. He wanted us to know the Father like he knew the Father. Amen. And, and they became so desiring to know the Father. They said, show us the Father. We won't be satisfied. We will be satisfied if you show us the Father. And he said, have you been with me this long and you haven't seen the Father? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Can you say amen? In other words, I am, I am the physical, fleshly embodiment and representation of what this invisible God is. He's not just powerful. He's personal. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So I'm glad I've got a heavenly father and he is my defender. When I think of the shield of faith, I think of David saying, Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad to know that I've got a faithful father and I can rest in the full assurance that he is my defender and he is my deliverer. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When my faith is small, my father is great just the same. So let's worship him and declare this great truth today. Praise God, and at his right hand, hallelujah, at his right hand, there is praise forevermore. Let's just worship him a little while longer, amen. I will try to edit my part. God just wants us to praise him and be aware of his presence today. Just one touch from the king we used to play here. 
changes everything. If God can touch you today, if you can receive that touch today, amen, it can change your entire perspective, hallelujah, on everything. Mountains, the mountain that stands before you shall become as a plain. (laughs) Not by might nor power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. God is moving in the worship today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 34. No one can do this for you. This is a personal thing between you and God. It's a fellowship relationship with God. This is, uh, God has told me to talk in between these songs and continue to worship him. I've got a humdinger of a message, and I can't wait to preach it. Amen. Every message I have is a humdinger because it's the Word of God. Amen. But the Lord just wants us to worship today. I sat at a table with with this pastor, and we've been meeting for eight years from three, four different denominations. We're not a denomination per se, but we are Pentecostal in our foundation and our perspective. Independent Assemblies of God is a fellowship of independent ministries worldwide. And uh, I'm grateful to be a part of them. They are not close to where we can have that kind of fellowship. So I got involved with All Pro Pastors, which has an outreach to Africa. And, and not too long ago, was able to sit down by satellite uh, a satellite taking the taking it live to uh, North Africa, in fact, and uh, we had a uh, 350 people uh, respond to that when we uh, uh, shared just shared for 30 minutes. Praise God! Uh, but in 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 that fellowship, I, I, I shared last Tuesday morning before we prayed together for each other uh, about a man who had a church of 50 people. True story, pastor story. He had a church of 50 people, and uh, uh, the the big church of about 550 people, which was big comparatively. Uh, they couldn't find any big name to come fill in for a pastoral emergency. Thank God we've got Dr. Taylor. Can you say amen to fill in for me? Hallelujah. But he was going to get to preach at the 550, and he, he uh, you know, he, he, he got excited because I'm going to deliver that. I'm going to show them what I got. I'm going to show them, <laughs> you know, I may be a little preacher with a little crowd, but I'm anointed, and I'm going to let them know it. I, I'm going to bring a humdinger message, amen. And he got ready, and he got in front of the mirror that morning when he was going to preach and fill in. You know, they only called him because of an emergency, you know, <laughs> because he didn't have all those credentials. And he stood in front of that mirror, and he kept fixing his tie fixing his handkerchief and and trying to look, you know, as pastoral and as professional and spiritual as he could. And his his wife said, honey, we need the bathroom right now. You need to quit primping. (laughs) You know, sometimes your wife will balance you. Can you say (laughs) man? So he finally come out of the bathroom and let them in. He got to the church, got up on the pulpit, prayed that God would show up and show out and that God would move in that service. And he's sitting up front and the, the, the song leader or associate minister, whoever he is, you know, he, he, uh, he, he, he uh, 
I guess he was a song leader because they asked him to preach. But anyway, uh, he started leading the singing. They sung three songs. They got down to the end of the third choir song. And the Holy Spirit began to move like he's moving in here right now. And he, the song leader said, I want you to sing that last verse again. Well, in a Pentecostal church, you, you, that opens the door for the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? They say, because we don't just cut him off because of the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So they sang the last verse of the song, and sure enough, God began to move on people in that audience, and he began to touch hearts, and he began to touch life. He said, let's sing that song from the beginning. God is moving in that song. And people begin to worship. And as they worship, people begin to come forward and kneel at the altar. People begin to raise their hands. Tears came down. Hearts were softened and touched by the Holy Spirit. And that preacher sitting up there that was going to show him his stuff, He's got his Bible marked. He's got his best suit on. He's ready to go and raring to go. And he said, he said, I did something stupid. He said, I told the Lord, Lord, if they don't hurry up and quit worshiping, I won't have long to preach. Now, that is stupid, right? <laughs> if, you, if you're led by the Spirit and you're Spirit-filled, that is not the way to talk to God about worship. And he said, the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> as clear as I've ever heard him. <laughs> and said, son, you're not going to get to preach at all. <laughs> he said, I want to be worshipped today. <laughs> and he said, it convicted me. He said, I slumped down in my chair, put my Bible beside, and said, the Lord spoke to him again and said, besides, son, I'm still waiting on you to worship me. <laughs> he said, then I slid out of my chair, got down on my knees and said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And his heart was broken in the presence of God. They had a praise service and a worship service. And the Holy Spirit touched the hearts that could be touched. Hallelujah. Now, he's in this room right now. And if you're not so callous because of compromise and sin that he can't touch you, I would urge you to let him in. Just give him an opportunity to soften your heart today. When God says, I won't worship, I know he wants to receive it. And I know he wants to do something as we worship him. I know he wants to touch our hearts and touch our lives. So taste and see. That means for you personally to perceive his presence and to enter in. That the Lord is good. Hallelujah. What is happening in heaven right now? The four and twenty elders. The angels. There are two words of worship that are repetitive and recurring over and over in the presence of God. Holy. Holy, holy, and worthy, worthy, worthy. Can you say man? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When church becomes dumbed down, so casual and carnal that we don't revere the presence of God. The presence of God will not be manifest. I don't care how many people in the audience, how cloistered the choir is, how beautiful the building is, how entertaining and beat-driven the music is. 
without revering the presence of God. He appears on a burning bush. You better take your shoes off. Can you say, man, you better do something to revere the presence of God. Can you? Because what would have happened if he refused, if he just walked around like no big deal? Honey, when God enters, it's a big deal. And the place where you are standing, what, what sanctified this, this earth and this, there's a fire on it. The manifest presence of God is on that burning bush, but it isn't burning up the bush. Amen. And a voice. And yeah, Moses, I'm going to turn aside and see this thing. Can you, I'm going to stop all of my plans. Everything's going to be put on hold. I'm going to turn aside. The presence of God is here. That takes precedence over anything on my schedule today. Hallelujah. Praise God. And as he stood in awe, the voice of God spoke out of that bush and said, Take off your shoes for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Can you say, man, sanctified by the presence of God manifest. We're on holy ground right now because God is in this place. Can you say, man, I want to worship him in spirit and in truth one more time today. Amen. I want to read you this before we worship, and this will be our worship song. I, I was coming back, and you can be seated for just a few moments before we close this service and have our offertory today. I was coming back in the wee hours of the morning really starting to get that nod. And I was glad that the man riding with me when I was bivocational with Tampa Electric before I left that and became full-time ministry. And, and this, this man in the truck with Tampa Electric was a Church of Christ Bible teacher. He taught the adult class. My foreman on the crew, he was a Baptist, Southern Baptist senior Bible teacher. He had more people in his uh, Sunday school class at a big church uh, than I ever had in a whole congregation, I believe. Amen. A lot of seniors in that church. And we got along together because we shared something uh, more than just denominational structure and persuasion. We we shared a, a faith in Christ. And we respected each other's walk with the Lord and we prayed together before we went out on the crew and our job went different than anybody else's because God helped us with it. Praise God. And on the way back in, the Church of Christ lineman who was riding with me, he asked me a question. He said, he said, Rev, he said, he said, I got some problems. He said, I, I got some problems that as a Christian, I don't think I should be having. I got some pressures and problems and and he said, I, 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 don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. And he's a Bible teacher, you understand. But he said, I don't know why that so many bad people are doing so well. And so many good people are having such problems. That's a legitimate question, and it's continuing to be asked. Amen. Why is it? There's an Old Testament scripture that said God heard that question from heaven <laughs> because he doesn't just stay up there. He's very personal down here. He said my people spoke often to one another about that very issue. They were always talking about why is it that this blaspheming proud guy over here is prospering and we're having the problems over here. Why is that? And he said you won't really get that until I come. To take up my jewels, amen, <laughs> to take up my precious ones. He said, but when I do, you will understand 
then, not now, but then, that the Lord doth make a difference between the righteous and the wicked. Can you say that? And he said something else, and I love this. He said, I will not punish the righteous with the wicked. That's why I believe in the rapture of the church, because there's nowhere to go except there to get away from what's going to happen here. If you really study the book, of, when water turns to blood, you've got to drink something. When all the islands of the sea pass away, all of them, not one island left, you're going to have to be somewhere safe or else you're going to be punished with the wicked. Can you say amen? When hailstones fall out of heaven weighing 96 pounds, 96 pounds at that kind of velocity, you're going to have to be somewhere else to be safe. There are Christians on those islands. There are Christians everywhere. But I believe when Jesus comes, there ain't going to be Christians anywhere. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to be somewhere, but it won't be anywhere here where that is occurring. Because as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the day the Son of Man cometh. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be. Where was Noah when the judgment fell? He's in the ark, sealed, pitched within and pitched without. Praise God. Not even a drip of judgment Dripped on him. Praise God. Where was Lot? Get out of the city. Angel told him, didn't he? He got out as far as he thought was far enough from the judgment that was about to fall on Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angel said, make up your mind where you're going and get on with it because I cannot do anything. They were going to bring it. They said, but we can't bring it until you are safe. Can you say man? Hallelujah. Isn't that incredible? I can't do anything until you're out of harm's way. I don't know about you. You can envy the world if you want, and you can get involved with the world, and you cannot see the value of knowing Christ. But I'm so glad I know Jesus today. This is not about being a preacher or pastor or being programmed to say certain things. I'm a Christian today. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus because it saved me and sealed me. Praise God. He's coming soon. Judgment is coming. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, well, well I, what a challenge. John is, is walking through the book of, of, of Revelation. And all of these things begin to happen and the angels escorting him through the tribulation period. <laughs> and all these plagues and bowls and judgments are coming. And the Bible said, I saw the great man and the small man, the rich man, the poor man, the mighty man, the weak man. And all, all, I saw them all standing in awe of him that sits upon the throne and being so fearful of the wrath of the Lamb. They cried for the rocks and the mountains to hide them, to fall on them. They'd rather be, be boulders fall on them than to have to stand and face the judgment and the judge himself. And then the question is asked, and who shall be able to stand? You know what? That's answered in the New Testament. God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. Everyone that has truly received Christ, hallelujah, and is trusting in him, will be standing when all of that occurs. We won't be standing down here 
trying to find a hiding place. We'll be in standing in the presence of God. Amen. And I'm so glad to have that message and to know it's true, regardless of all the other messages and perspectives. Amen. Comfort one another with these words. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Hallelujah. And the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are living and remain shall be caught up with them to meet the Lord where? In the air. Hallelujah. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Well, I'm comforted today. How about you? Glory to God. Amen and amen. Well, he asked me the question and it woke me up. Amen. I was about to nod off wee hours of the morning, worked all night and part of wee hours, and we're coming home from a call out. When he asked that biblical question, I felt the Holy Ghost begin to move inside of me. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I said, I want you to go home and I want you to read Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph. Not a psalm of David, a psalm of Asaph. Asaph had some shaky times in his faith. Amen. And when your faith is shaken, find somebody else whose faith is shaken and see how they found a solution to that shaking time in their life. And you'll find it in the book of Psalms. Praise God. There's an honest book here. Not people into hyper faith who never have problems, but he, people who have problems just like you and me and find the solution in trusting God. Hallelujah. Amen. To every problem. So I'm going to read this to you before we worship one more time today. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such, Psalm 73, as of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. I I, I feel a study coming on it of Asaph's shaking times and how he dealt with it and how God brought him through them. We hear... So much about David, we kind of overlook Asaph. But there's some, in one place, his faith is shaken so bad. He said, he said, when I see all that you've done, when I see all that you've done down through the years and for your covenant people, it makes it worse when we don't see it in our own life and we don't see it now. It makes it worse just to see the history of your goodness and your provision, your protection, your deliverance. When I hear about how good you were and what you've done for Israel and it's not happening now in my life and in Israel now, it makes it even worse. I mean, we just got to study it sometime because you'll see yourself going through shaky times and you'll see yourself in a very weak. It's kind of like the Peter of the old covenant. Amen. He was strong and then he would shake and then he was strong. I'll never forsake you. And then he would forsake until he fell in love with Jesus. And Jesus already was loving him in spite of himself. Listen to this. A psalm of Asaph, truly that God is good to Israel, even to such that are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, there's, there, there, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men. 
Neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence cover them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than their heart could wish. You know what it says in the book of Proverbs? My son, let not thine heart envy sinners, neither go ye after them. We've got a false gospel out there today that is materialistic, it is earthbound, it is wanting everything the world has instead of presenting a kingdom that is more precious than anything the world could purchase. Can you say amen? You need to stay away from it because it won't bring you into what you're really experiencing right in this room today, the presence of God, more precious than silver, more costly than gold. Amen. Is the blood of Jesus that purchased my soul. Hallelujah. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than the heart could wish. They are corrupt, speak wickedly. Concerning oppression, they speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens. Their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and the waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. He was going through a tough time. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. You see, this is one reason for being here today. Because you're going to look at the world and think that they're doing so well. And if you had what they had, you would be doing just fine. No, when you get in here, you get a new perspective. And you realize the fool is set in his heart. There is no God. And all of that riches without his peace, without his joy, means absolutely nothing. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Surely thou hast set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down to destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh. So, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I'm continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by thy right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? Have you ever heard that before? David said the same thing. Whom have I in heaven but thee? Whom have I on earth but thee? And whither shall I go from thy spirit? If I take the wings of the morning and fly to the uttermost part of the sea, thou art there if I make my bed in hell. <laughs> Even there, talking about the grave. Thy hand shall uphold me. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare thy works. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let your heart envy sinners. Don't go after the gold that perisheth. But go after the true riches in Jesus Christ today. I'm glad to be saved today. I'm glad to know Christ today. I'm glad to be sealed with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm glad to cry, Abba, Father, to the God of glory and have Him accept me as His Son and confirm it by His Spirit. Let's worship Him one more time. How many are getting a hold of this today? How many know He's more precious than silver or gold that perisheth? Hallelujah.